past year has been just as much of a roller coaster as the year before it. However, when it came to entertainment, people began slowly easing back into their movie theaters and game developers began steadily releasing new titles again at a fairly consistent schedule. And also, incredible albums came into the fold as well. While things began to return to the state as it once was, on today's episode, I talk about the best of the best of 2021. I'm your host, Christian Ong, and that's my cue. Welcome back, cuties, to another episode of That's My Cue, your one-stop place to step into the future and look back at all the movies, TV shows, games, and albums that you enjoyed in the year before. It's 2022, y'all. We've made it. We're here in the future. We've we've done it. Because 2022 doesn't sound like a real year. It sounds like some sort of sci-fi year that we just stepped into, and now we're in some sort of weird, you know, uh post-futuristic apocalyptic novel but what's great about this novel is that we were able to get a lot of dope you know uh uh pieces of entertainment uh in the year before so it's 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 a great year to kind of reflect back on these sort of things i think a lot of things uh that i enjoyed came out uh last year and i'm excited to talk about it later today and i hope that you had a great, safe, uh, you know, few weeks to enjoy those holidays together, either, you know, with someone that you care about or just surround yourself around the things that you enjoy. For me, I was able to uh, celebrate New Year's Day with my uh, extended family, whom I have not seen in a super long time. Now, everyone's vaccinated. Everyone, you know, was able to uh, take, you know, any uh COVID-related protocols to make sure that everyone's uh, on track, so we're all healthy, we're all safe, and that's what matters. I was excited to see my nephews. My nephews are so, they're like, I think my eldest nephew that came to the house is turning two pretty soon, and those those kids are just a bundle of joy. You know, you should just see how their mind works as they're, you know, enjoying life. Enjoying, you know, all the presents from all the aunts and uncles around them. And it's it's just so awesome to, you know, spend time with them uh, since I haven't seen them in a long time. And, and you know, uh, some of them I haven't even met because they were born during the pandemic, you know. So uh, it's, it, it's nice to be within good company. And I think we're going to surround ourselves with good company this episode as well. Y'all, this is episode 40. Can you believe that? 40 episodes of doing this, that means in about three weeks, we're going to be celebrating the one-year anniversary of That's My Cue. That is bonkers to me. You know, for me, this was just kind of just uh, not really an experiment per se. I've always thought about doing, you know, uh, if you heard Butt Speaks and and Wrestle Boys, I enjoy doing those shows with the guys. But I also like, uh, you know, the idea of having a show where I can just, you know, um, do these like you know mini reviews so that way when you're on the go it's just there but i also love talking to the squad for like hours on end about just the stuff that we enjoy so if you like this show i definitely think you should check that out but um yeah this is gonna be also a hefty episode itself just because we have a lot to go through so i won't keep you uh you know uh on on the edge of your seat any longer but before we talk about some of the things i enjoyed uh, from last year here's some things that i'm 
currently excited for for this year. Up first, we have Pokemon Legends Arceus. This game is coming out in a few weeks, y'all, at the end of the month. I'm excited to pick that up. It looks like it's going to be a nice, uh, basically, reimagining of what Diamond and Pearl should have been. So I think it's going to bring a lot of new elements uh, that I hope becomes a mainstay in the uh, next few generations of Pokemon games. So we'll see what that's going to be like. Uh, I have a lot on my list, so uh, let's kind of like go through them real quick. We have Hogwarts Legacy coming out for the PlayStation 5 and I think the Xbox as well. Uh, this is also going to be for the PlayStation 4 as well for folks that aren't able to get that for a second year in a row. Uh, PS5 scalpers, you know, what, what, what can you do? But Hogwarts Legacy, I just saw the Harry Potter reunion special not too long ago. That was really cool to kind of step into that world um, and... Uh, revisit that with the cast but i think hogwarts legacy is going to be a fun game where you yourself get to be a hogwarts student and you know uh it seems like a lot of your choices in that game is going to play out significantly as well next on my list for the the, the for the nintendo switch is breath of the wild 2 y'all i will be honest i wasn't a big fan of breath of the wild 1 when i first got the game but i don't know i don't know what clicked with me i just you know, uh, put the game back into the system and then just started playing around with it a little more. I think I was like stuck on one of the puzzles and it just clicked with me. It was just such a intuitive game that I can just experiment the wildest things in and really have a significant impact in the way that I'm exploring the world. So I'm excited to see where Breath of the Wild 2 is going to go. I think it's going to be fun. It's you know, definitely changed the game in terms of how I enjoy Zelda games in general. Um, but I think that's going to be fun to see. Up next, we have Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, that's, I think it's going to be uh, great to incorporate uh, Thor once again in the hands of Taika Waititi, but also implementing all the new Guardians of the Galaxy characters. I mean, they're not new, but they're uh, new within, I guess, if you're just watching Thor films from back to front and not seeing anything else in the MCU. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be cool. I think Natalie Portman is going to be uh, dope. Uh, once again, uh, stepping into the role of Jane Foster as she is now the next Thor. What, and, and I uh, am excited to see whenever, trailer, whenever a trailer is going to drop. So After that, we have Spider-Man Across the, uh, the Spider-Verse. More Spider-Man. You know, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home uh, last year was uh, one of the uh, most entertaining movies. I mean, this is not a spoiler for the rest of the episode. It's, you know, we're, we'll, I'll talk about where that lands later on. But I think Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is going to be a great follow-up to Into the Spider-Verse. Speaking of which, y'all, I've been trying to get Katie to watch this movie. It is, it is like, tough because I know that she's not a big fan of, um, you know, animated movies necessarily. But she does. She loves Spider-Man movies, so you know it's like you're just one step closer to watching Into the Spider-Verse. So let's just do it, so we can get ready for this next movie as well. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. And finally, on my currently list, we have Doc, uh, Doctor Strange Two, or Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I always thought it was Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, but I guess that's not the case. Um, but yeah. So I think it's going to be a great follow-up to Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to uh, just do a lot of weird things. 
And Sam Raimi, I'm ready for you to come back into the the fold of Marvel movies. So I'm excited for whatever uh, wacky things are going to happen next. But without further ado, let's dive into the best of 2021. Y'all, I'm here's I'm going to break it down as to how this episode is going to go about. First up, we're going to uh, t- uh, be talking about the best games of 2021 or best game. And then after that, we're going to be talking about the best music album and then uh, TV shows. And finally, we're going to talk about movies. So I'm going to pick one title um, that I have enjoyed in the past year. Usually it'll be maybe a title that you have heard in uh, an episode about, or maybe it might be a, a, a title that I have briefly touched on. Uh, let me t- talk to you real quick about the process of how I make TMQ episodes. Sometimes I'll, you know, specifically uh, choose a title that I think is interesting or no- noteworthy to talk about. But sometimes, you know, I know the audience and, and what they want to hear. And so sometimes I might not dedicate a full on episode uh, for a specific title. And I'll talk about that a little later on after the break uh, with one of the titles that I'll be touching on. So. Without further ado, our best game of 2021 is, and cue drumroll on your own dashboard or wherever you're sitting right now, it's Metroid Dread. Metroid as a franchise has been a mainstay for longtime fans, and so much so that the genre Metroidvania is proof enough of its impact on the gaming landscape within its entire history of its conce- of its conception. Metroid uh, Dread adds to this legacy with just as much finesse and polish that it's just a definitive entry for one's collection on their Nintendo Switch. I feel like if you like any action-oriented games, this is a game that you need to add right away. The map is sprawled with plenty of secrets and puzzles to solve with excellently designed boss battles that are increasingly tough to get through, but also rewarding once you get over that uh, obstacle. Add the anxiety-inducing exploration elements from the Emmys, and Metroid Dread is a game that has many moving parts that all cohesively make for a worthwhile experience. And here's a couple of honorable mentions that I enjoyed from this year as well. I really enjoyed games like Loop Hero on the Nintendo Switch, or Ratchet and Clank uh, on the PS5. Uh, and also, what I wanted to in- incorporate was y'all into this episode. So I asked on Instagram uh everyone to just basically suggest a title that they enjoyed for different categories so for the game category we have two uh, re- uh recommendations from our listeners like hilton who recommends outer wilds now outer wilds is a game that i have yet to get uh into you know <clears throat> i like myself my sci-fi games i think they're they're uh within my wheelhouse but when it comes to like uh looping you know time looping games it is kind of intimidating because I always have to start back from square one. So I think in that sense, um, I think the roguelike element, I don't know if it's really a roguelike or if it's accurate to describe it like that, but I think uh, that that endless loop cycle is kind of uh, daunting to get into. Granted, I did mention Loop Hero earlier, and also I did an episode on Death Loop, which I really enjoyed, but... You know, I, I we'll, we'll see uh, where I land on Outer Wilds uh, whenever I get to it. And then we also have Jonna who recommends Animal Crossing. Where, uh, you know, it is it is the uh, quintessential pandemic game. Or if you just want to uh, play socially with your friends, Animal Crossing is so good. If you own a Switch or, or, or you just got it recently for Christmas or, you know, any holiday that 
uh, or like even you know what I mean. Like if you, if you just got a new Switch recently, I think Animal Crossing is the game that you should get if you just want something nice and relaxing. And moving on to the best music album of 2021, well, that's gonna go to none other than Tyler the Creator with "Call Me If You Get Lost." So much of Tyler's discography teeters through provocative imagery and his own introspectiveness that is, at times, pretty lonely. Yet, Call Me If You Get Lost is much more refined in its process and displays a side of Tyler that is far more mature and self-aware. Even more noteworthy is Tyler's uh, clear reverence for music and how each track cohesively comprises a bigger picture that is curated for an enjoyable experience from start to finish. I think his bars are at the top of his game, and it is one of the albums that I reviewed this year that earned the first 10 out of 10 in TMQ history. So, you know, I, I don't give 10s lightly on this show. At, at least I try not to because... I, I want to make sure that if it does get that score, it is something that I think you should absolutely check out. And, I, you know, from start to finish, it is uh, just one of my favorite albums of the year. Uh, some of my honorable mentions, uh, we have An Evening with Silk Sonic, which I think you should also check that episode out. That was also a great album that I really enjoyed. And oddly enough, over time, Kanye West's Donda actually kind of grew on me. Can you believe that? Uh, uh, you know, uh, in, in that triple episode, which I don't think I'm ever going to do again. I mean, don't hold me to that because, you know, who knows? 22, 2022 might uh, ch- switch it up on me and there might be three things that I might want to talk about in that week. But granted, even though I binged through so many albums that week, Donda does kind of grow on you. And, that, and there's a lot of uh, tracks on there that I think stick out you know it's still a long album and i think it it does get overbloated but worth checking out and here's here's what some of the listeners had to say Uh, we have jonna once again who said silk sonic and we also have katie with solar power uh uh, by lord this is also an interesting album too uh that i also did uh on that triple episode it is it's it's a good uh, change up for from what lord has previously done in the past and you know, uh, definitely worthwhile. Wes the Slayer also says uh, that Mac Ayer's Magic 8-Ball is his favorite 2021 album and or Arlo Parks' Clasped in Sunbeams. I haven't heard those albums. I'm definitely going to have to add that on my list for sure. But, you know, what's what's great about uh, being friends with Wes for so long is that we have pretty similar music tastes. So um, I feel like it might be up my alley for sure. So I, I think... Uh, if Wes says it's a good album, it's definitely going to be a good album. We also have Julian, who says uh, Adele's uh, album 30 was also good. And she put in uh, parentheses, duh. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about the snarkiness. That's okay. Whatever. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be talking all about the best TV shows and best movies of 2021. So don't touch that dial. And... If your podcast player of choice has a dial on it, maybe consider getting a new one. We'll be right back. Welcome back. On today's program, we're taking a look back at all the things that made 2021 worthwhile. We talked about games. We talked about music. Now let's talk about TV shows. Y'all, if you've heard any TMQ episode in the past year, 
you'll know one show has come up over and over again. And I'm not talking about The Bachelor. Even though Clayton's season just started up. But no, y'all. This show has resonated with me so, you know, so prevalently that it's hard to not talk about Mayor of Easttown. Like, if there's any show that I've spoken about frequently on this podcast, it's going to be this. Kate's Win- uh, Kate Winslet's, not Kate's Winslet, but Kate Winslet's performance alone is reason enough to binge through this entire miniseries and... What makes all of its ingredients come together is through its strong supporting cast as well, through the likes of Evan Peters, Gene Smart, and Julianne Nicholson, alongside a gripping mystery that continues to shock and twist the viewers' expectations across each episode. Mayor of Easttown is dramatic television at its best, with plenty to like at its core. And y'all, I really think that you should, you know, go on HBO Max right now. Put on the first episode, and if you don't like it, that's fine, but it is such a strong piece of television writing that it's hard to not talk about it as uh, the best from that year as well. Some honorable mentions. We have WandaVision. Uh, You know, before the show was, uh, you know, uh, conceptualized, and I'm talking about That's My Cue, I uh, had just written a review on my Instagram for WandaVision, and it is a very strong show. I, I think the last few episodes, just like a lot of the Disney Plus shows, um, they they tend to a little, uh, you know, drop in quality a little bit. But I think WandaVision just hit the gate running so well and set the tone as to what a Disney Plus Marvel show could be like. And not only that, but it also fleshed out one of the more minor, I would say minor characters of the Avengers roster. By allowing Wanda to come into her own. And I'm excited to see what this character is going to be like in Doctor Strange 2. So, we'll see. Now, I also mentioned uh, Jean Smart earlier in uh, my discussion about Mayor of Easttown. But I think her strongest performance comes in her own show with HBO's uh, Hacks. Hacks is such a funny show, y'all. And I think Jean Smart is one of the best comedic performers and her dry delivery is just so on point and so good that, you know, uh, it it is an easy binge if you just want a new sitcom to watch. Speaking of sitcoms, Pen15 on Hulu just concluded with its last season. Pen15 is so funny. The the premise itself is uh, kind of ridiculous, but, you know, once you get over the idea of uh, these two grown women playing themselves as teenagers. The uh, the heart of the comedy really comes with the awkwardness of what it's like to be an adolescent. And I, I, I think the writing on it is brilliant. I think this uh, most recent half of season two just brought tears to my eyes, uh, you know, in one episode. So I, I definitely think you should check out the whole show. If you know what episode I'm talking about, Maybe hit me up on uh, social media and we can talk about that. But I really think it's worth uh, not spoiling for y'all. So go check that out as soon as you can. And here's what the listeners had to say about their favorite shows of that year as well. Hilton said that his favorite show of 2021 was Arcane. Now, this is a show based on the popular League of Legends game. uh, And this dropped on Netflix. It's an animated show. I haven't actually watched it yet. I know... Uh, you have like a lot of big names like Haley Steinfeld and 
um, a couple uh, other actors that I just can't remember for the life of me off the top of my head. But I, sh- you know, I, th- I think I should check it out. A-, a lot of people put it on the top of their list, and I'm actually pretty surprised. So, you know, I think it's going to be interesting uh, to uh, experience that for the first time. Uh, Katie also puts a uh, pen 15 on her list. Katie, yeah, totally agree. Shelby also says the Black Lady Sketch Show. You know, I've heard about a lot about this show, and I think this definitely is going to have to be on my list, and maybe I might uh, review it for uh, you know a future TMQ episode. So we'll see about that. Jalan said that she just watched and finished Shit's Creek for the first time. You know, uh, Katie's been trying to get me into watching Shit's Creek, but uh, yeah, this, the first few episodes were kind of slow for me. Uh, I, I also spoke to Jalan a little uh, about this a little bit, and she also was mentioning that that's the case. So you know, maybe I, it's it's about you know time that I uh, give this another go. Uh, Jana says Insecure. Insecure is also another HBO show that I just need, I just need to go check it out. I have so much TV to watch, y'all. Last week I mentioned that I was watching Naruto, and that is like a seven hundred uh, episode project. That, you know, is taking up most of my TV watching time. So maybe I should take a break from it and give Insecure a shot. I don't know. We'll see. Wes said that his favorite show was... Let me pull up the text message. He said, only murders in the building. Yeah, I mentioned that uh, that show on a previous TMQ episode. This is a Steve Martin joint and uh, has Selena Gomez and also Martin Short. Uh, or I think I also made the joke of Steve Martin short. I feel like that's on brand for the show. Yeah, totally. I, I made Steve Martin short a, a joke in, in TMQ canon, but that, that, you know what? That's not the point. Only murders in the building is a very good, you know, quirky, uh, murder mystery. Uh, I need to finish the rest of the season. Uh, but the few episodes I watched, it's pretty good. And Jade says, that her favorite show of that of uh, last year was made. Now this is a show on Netflix, and trigger warning: it does talk about a, a you know like a domestic abuse. So if you're gonna go watch this show, just you know bear in mind that that's what you're gonna be uh, strapping in for. But at that same token, a lot of people have been raving about this show, so I think it's it's uh, worth checking out. Um, yeah, I think you know we've we've had. Plenty of things to watch last year, and I think there's been a lot of good TV. So you have you have choices. And finally, the last category of the year. I mean, not this year, but uh, you know, we break down so many categories here in TMQ uh, every week, and we started with the movie in the. It, it, on episode one so why not uh, save the best for last and talk about the best movie of 2021 now i did a small mini review in a previous episode a while back uh just because you know i feel like ever since i stepped out of the theater i just had to quickly talk about it because you know it is a movie that you know you should know about and this movie goes to none other than spencer while biopics are typically insightful with its, you know, subjects' critical achievements, for example, or their pivotal moments within their life, Spencer is an unexpectedly somber and tense examination of one of the most famous women within the British crown. Kristen Stewart, for example, is fantastic 
in what I would think is a career-defining performance as Princess Diana, as she captures the late princess's isolation within the royal family and the price of silence that she is forced to pay as a member of this high-profile lifestyle. It's haunting, it's personal, and it's also with uh, an incredibly claustrophobic grip that plays into some sort of uh, psychological horror uh, within every moment possible. Spencer's cinematography, art direction, and score are all excellent as well, and honestly, y'all, it's one of the best films of the year. And it's also definitely on the slower side of things, so if you don't mind a movie that is a bit of a slow burn, I definitely think you should check it out. But here's some honorable mentions. I really enjoyed Shang-Chi. It really blew all my expectations out of the water. I, you know, uh, was so excited to see uh, uh, an Asian-American superhero on screen. And it really hit home in a way that I didn't expect it to have as, also as an Asian-American. So uh, it, it, it was nice to see that the identity of that character was complex and dived into the uh, family dynamic as well. So uh, I, it, it's, it's a great all-around movie that I, I can just, you know, pop in anytime and just enjoy from start to finish. So uh, up next on my honorable mentions, we have Luca. Luca's really great. Uh, it is a very heartwarming and also very, you know, like uh, not heartwarming necessarily, but more heart-wrenching, if anything. Uh, you should definitely check out my episode, Luca in the Heights, in which I talk about the film, but Luca is just one of those Pixar movies that I feel like it just returns to form and just knows how to focus on its characters and um, just really strike the right emotional chords. And finally, we have Spider-Man No Way Home. Spider-Man No Way Home, y'all, it is so good. That that spoiler talk episode is going to come sooner or later, but uh, I, I recommend that if you haven't even seen it yet, if you are still waiting to go to the movie theaters at the right time and you are waiting at hand and foot to watch this movie, check it out. It is worth it for sure. And here's what the listeners had to say. Hilton said that he really enjoyed uh, enjoyed Dune. I've, I've seen a lot of people throw out Dune uh, on their uh, best of lists. Dune, you know, as you may recall, wasn't really, you know, my favorite movie uh, in particular, but I think, you know, it sets up a nice foundation that I think uh, part two is going to be really cool. Katie also says Luca. Totally agree. Jonna says Spider-Man and Shang-Chi. Jonna, yes, also agree as well. And Wes put uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Ghostbusters Afterlife was a great movie, especially if you are a big fan of those previous films as well. So I definitely think you should check it out. And finally, we have Jade who says, Spider-Man No Way Home. Y'all, that is three people who said Spider-Man No Way Home, including myself. Go see it. Do it. Do it right now. And y'all, I always say, uh, and welcome any listener reviews that uh, that you might want to submit but didn't really get a chance to. And, and today, I, I've always wanted to do a bonus episode on this, so I figured... Why not also include it in my year roundup? And let's take a look back at some listener reviews that didn't quite make it onto the show, either because they were submitted much later or, you know, maybe uh, we just couldn't get to it on time. But uh, our first mini review comes from Jordan, 
and he submitted this uh, for episode 13 for the Call Me If You Get Lost episode. And he says, sup? I don't know. If uh, TMQ has an official email address to send stuff to, I do now. It's that's my Q podcast at gmail.com. So I'll just email Chris directly. So Tyler, the creator, is good at music. Who knew? Was never super into him other than the big o, uh, OF hits. And that's for Odd Future for uh, y'all that are just new to Tyler's music. And his own singles. But this album rules. The production, features, and Tyler in rare rapping form took me back to 2013. A great time to be a young person with no cares other than, uh, like, college and stuff. What's Your Name stands out uh, the most for me, but the album is front to back really good. Also, shout out to uh, the random uh, DJ drama drops. I know Twitter was split on them, but I found them uh, really fun. Also, Lil Wayne went crazy too. Holy crap, this album is great. Anyway, uh, 10 out of 10, I guess. I don't know, my ranking system makes no sense, but this album is good and you should listen to it if you like hip hop. Yeah. Later, Chris. I miss you and Jerry, let's do butt speak sometime. Wait, hold on. I think that sentence was supposed to go. Chris, I miss you and J- I miss you and Jer. Let's do butt speak sometime. Yeah, totally. Jordan, we got to bring the show back. We got to get the band back together. But yeah, man. Uh Call Me If You Get Lost, really good album. I was also uh a little uh, weary about going into this album as well. I, I I was a big fan of those early projects when uh, Tyler first stepped into the scene, and then you know in the the middle parts of his discography, I just kind of got over the you know uh, repetitiveness that this album started to you know take form to. But Call Me If You Get Lost is just so refreshing, and like you said, his uh, bars on this album is just. You know he's he's in top uh, form in, in on, on almost every track, and I think just his ear for music in general is just really sharp. So yeah, call me if you get lost. What can I say? It's a good album. Uh, Jericho, who also is a co-host for But Speaks, says that uh, new Pokemon Snap, which is an episode for uh, episode five, was cute as hell. I used to love the original game as a kid, and I love this one too. I would get so hyped whenever I saw any of my favorite magical animals. I haven't been in a Pokemon since Diamond and Pearl, but it was cool discovering a lot of the new Pokemon through this game. It's cool how each stage has subtle but pretty substantial changes as you go through them over and over. Some of the controls aren't as snappy, pun intended, uh, as I would have wanted them to feel, but overall plays really good. Also. Todd didn't need to glow up so hard as he did. 8 out of 10 Pokebutt snaps. Yeah, you could definitely take a lot of, like, Pokemon butt pictures. But uh, I think Pokemon Snap is one of uh, my, uh, I guess, underrated games that I didn't really consider uh, for 2021. New Pokemon Snap is a sequel that, as a kid, I've really wanted uh, for the longest time. And we finally got, and it's really good. Yeah, so if you aren't even really remotely into Pokemon and you just want like a nice casual game, or maybe you haven't, like Jer, stepped into Pokemon in a long time, but you want something to, you know, uh, dip back into that's not so ham-fisted in, uh, you know, I guess the core mechanics of the mainline Pokemon games, check this one out. And finally, we have Bianca, who wrote a, a review for 
Falcon and Winter Soldier, which I reviewed in episode 3. And she says, I like the very subtle storyline in which racism is addressed. There was even an interview I saw talking about how uh, America was built on the backs of uh, Africans. Uh, For example, with Wakanda making Cap's shield, or at least providing the material for it. But I mostly love the humor and the character's chemistry. I wish Sharon was more in the show, and I don't like that I have uh, more questions than answers. LOL, but Zemo dancing is awesome. Aha. She wrote, aha. So, aha. 8 out of 10. Yeah, I think, you know, the big social issues of Falcon and Winter Soldier is really the conversation that the show is making. And I am glad that it resonated with you because it is uh, something that we need to consider uh, within our nation's history. I also like the idea of questioning, you know, uh, nationalist symbols and what does it mean within different contexts of who is bearing that symbol and it's it's never any easy uh, answer to the any of the questions that Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, poses, but I think you know uh, the heart of where the characters go by the end of it is also uh, very resonant to um, you know a, 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 an optimistic look of where we should be as uh, fellow countrymen. So I think uh, I think let's see. Captain America 4 should be coming out pretty soon. There's no definitive uh, release date for it, but I'm excited to see where Anthony, uh, Anthony Mackie goes as uh, as Cap. So, uh, yeah, we'll check that out. And, y'all, that's the show. That's episode 40. We're kicking off the year just right. I'm so excited to see what this year is going to bring. You know, uh, there's going to be a lot of things that uh, are going to be changing over time. Uh, in terms of release dates. So if there's something that you are excited for me to talk about, feel free to hit me up on Instagram at That's My Q Podcast or on Twitter at Q Podcast. You can also email me at That's My Q Podcast at gmail.com. Be sure to send me any suggestions on what I should review this year and what you're looking forward to. Also, if you want to talk about things that you really enjoyed from 2021, feel free to uh, hit me up. It doesn't have to necessarily be anything that uh, was released in 2021. But if you maybe watched an old movie for the first time that year and it really stuck out to you and you, and you want to talk about it, let me know. I mean, I watched Nomadland and At Eternity's Gate and I really liked those movies, but they didn't come out last year and I still talked about it. So why not talk about things that you enjoy, right? You can also, if you can, just be sure to rate and review the episode on Apple Podcasts. This helps put the show uh, on, uh, on the charts, if you will. Uh, within you know the category that I'm in and it would also help grow the show speaking of which our numbers are going up for that's my cue so give yourself a round of applause for those that have shared the show and also for you for even listening for getting to this point of the episode that's awesome I am so grateful for uh, this past year and in the way that TMQ has slowly built its audience and I hope to uh, steadily grow that with y'all as well so thank you so much for your efforts be sure to share it with a a friend uh, once more and of course thank you for listening i also want to thank j1k for the use of their music captured soul from the school days beat tape which you can find on j1kmusic.bandcamp.com next week's episode i'm going to be doing my first review of the year with disney plus's hawkeye so set your arrows or at least your calendars for that but yeah 
Y'all, thank you so much for listening. Once again, I've been your host, Christian Ong. And that's my cue.